This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a special, special St. Patty's Day edition. Green is the color, and there goes Chris Tubbs throwing in green inside the studio, and that's where we're going to throw in your pockets this morning. We got plenty of bets, plenty of free agency talk. It's going to be an action-packed show. In studio with none other than the statistician, my partner in grind, Josh Jordan. What's up, Jerry? What's up, Cam? How are you guys doing? Beautiful St. Patrick's Day. We got lots of NFL news to talk about. It's a great day to be a football fan. How are you guys doing? I'm turned up. It's a a lot has happened this week. Yes, a lot has happened this week. We we say we we need a we take a little break of fantasy right when the season ends, but there's no break right now. There's no. this there's so many implications over moves that happened this week that we got plenty we're going to get to, plenty to look forward to. Uh, IDP numbers, people moved up and down charts, uh, up and down two or three rounds. People that were considered first round guys are dropping to maybe third round guys now. Yep. So I'm curious to see a little bit of what your thoughts are. And like I said, we, we try to do a lot of things organically. Some shows they try to talk to each other before, but I don't want to know Josh's thoughts on some of these players because I like to get on here and get his first reaction. There's nothing like getting a first reaction from someone like, hey, what do you think about Bradley Roby? And we'll get into all that. But I want to see his face on some of this because a, a text doesn't do the justice sometime. But before we get into all that, behind the glass, rocking it from 10 to noon every single Sunday at Clutch City Camps where you can find them. Cam! Top of the morning to you, fellas. How are you doing on the St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> I'm doing, doing well. Good. We're doing good. Now, on a weekend like this, I know I heard you say holiday. You even said holiday it is, so... What was your holiday, let's say, like last night? You know, fellas, uh, I got a little drunk. Um, I went out with my boys and had some green beer, you know, celebrating, uh, you know, the Motherland's Day. You know, my grandmother used to tell me stories back in, when she was in Ireland about how you have to do it proper the night before because usually <laughs> the day is Sundays for, for resting. And, uh, you know, I just went out to Lucky's Pub, threw back about 20 beers. It's appropriate. You know, uh, <laughs> was hanging out with Gio. You know, you know, we were drunk because we got Chinese food at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> so pretty fun day, and here I am. Traditional Irish cuisine, well, Chinese food. It was one of the few <laughs> things that were open that could feed us a full belly. I had the pecking chicken. Well, there you have it. We have Conor McGregor in yes. in studio today, and it's going to be an action packed show. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in on any of the action, any of the fun, if you want some bets, I've uh, I've been extremely hot on soccer this oh, week. Oh yeah, I've seen. I that. caught fire. We we hit fourteen bets in a row Ooh. in soccer. Um, it finally, I I ended up getting to sixteen. I wanted to get to twenty. I got to sixteen yesterday and then took a loss. So. Uh, then I picked up right where we left off. 17-1 and one run right now. We actually have a game going on right now, and I see we just scored. So Frankfurt is up 1-0. We have the team total of over two to make it 18-1 and one run. Now, I'm going to make a deal with everyone out there listening. I know a lot of people always uh, write me, hey, I want your picks and stuff. So anyone who calls the show today, I'm giving my picks to. So call the show. I'll give you all my max bets. I have some big bets. I have some big college bets, and we need to get that because today's selection Sunday. So by the next time we talk next week, we're in the madness. Yeah, it's already upon us, man. It came quick. Man, March is just flying by. It feels like it was February just like a day ago. But now the Combine's already in the rearview mirror. You got March Madness about to get into full swing. My Astros are about to get started. I mean, it's all coming fast and furious, and we're going to have lots of gambling plays from Jerry, and we're going to talk lots of football. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to do a little bit of everything. You've been proud of me the other day. I got a little action on the Rockets-Warriors game, so that was fun. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure my bookie's excited that I'm still placing bets, even though football season is over, so that actually worked out pretty well for me. But uh, 
man, I'm ready to get in it. You know, fill out our brackets, get that going. And we're going to have a, a contest, a bracket contest on our website on ESPN 97.5. Awesome, awesome. So we'll have like a big group of just, you know, all the ESPN 97.5 listeners, the hosts. We're There's gonna, nothing better than no, beating the host. No, and prizes. To, yeah, there you go. And I know, I don't really know what the prizes are this year. I know last year we had some great stuff. and There's you, a ton of them. There's a whole list. It's going to go live on the website tomorrow. There's a whole list of all the prizes. They're really good, guys. So you're going to do a... You know, a bracket probably anyway. So fill one out with us and, you know, maybe you'll win something. No, uh, I, I cannot wait. This is the the best time of the year. This is the day one. You have that bracket guy, though. I hate that. Everyone on Twitter, <laughs> like w- as soon as the first big uh, uh, favorite loses and everyone's like, there goes everyone tweets. There goes my bracket. Uh-huh. Then you have that's one bracket guy. Then you have bracket guy B. And he's the guy that has the perfect bracket after day one. And he's telling everybody, hey, you know, I got the perfect bracket after day one when all the favorites won. You know, yeah. you, you think, come on. Like, yeah. the, but bracket guy's bracket guy. He pops up every year around this year. He he, he walks into the office. And you're going to have him. You're going to have him this week. You, you're thinking, I didn't even know you watch college basketball. <laughs> he doesn't. No, no, but he's walking around with 13, 13 brackets. So, uh it just it's wonderful though. It's no I mean it's nonstop action for the degenerate like myself. There's nothing better than seeing five uh five scores on top of the board on the on the screen and saying, Man, I got action on four yeah. of them, I got a parlay, my my team's coming up next. It's just it's just wonderful action. It, it comes quick and it's fun and there's so much there's so much drama going on too with all the big shots at the end of games and how that can, that can swing everything. So that's going to be fun. We're going to really get into a lot of that because it's March and why not? Jerry's going to have a ton of plays for you guys. You know, if you're not following us already at Moneyline 97.5 at Jerry Bow knows with an S right now because uh, what's the status oh. of your account? Are you still in Twitter jail? I didn't even prepare myself for this, but yeah, I'm locked up like Acorn still. They won't <laughs> let me out. Um, basically. I've I've given them everything, everything but fingerprints. <laughs> Straight up, everything DNA but sample? fingerprints in my in my unborn. You know, like I don't know what to do at this point. Twitter, if you're listening, I, I know you're listening. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you're listening, I would love to hear you call Twitter because I need help right now. You told me ten days. I I was getting like we spoke last week. I was that. Hey, it's me. I'm still here. I did about 20 of them. I just got into a, a, a psycho mode. I mean, I, I, I was going one after another, and they were all automated back. Just the same thing, saying you were reported by some. some I know this. I'm past that. Then finally someone, I think, saw the I, – I started just saying, come on. Like, I, I, I'm writing in cap letters. So finally someone wrote me back, and they said, basically, do you want to take this to court, like, with that person? What? I'm thinking, what court? In Germany? Like, I'll, I'll meet you Twitter, halfway? A Twitter court? Yeah, like, are we going to meet halfway? Who, who's the judge? You know, If it's anything like Twitter, it's going to be the biggest trolls and pieces of crap in the world. Uh, yeah, like, what judge? Judge Mills Lane? It'll be like that South Park episode where they get all the biggest computer trolls and put them into, like, a conference or whatever it was. Whatever, right. whatever my punishment. Let's not even go to court. Give me my punishment. Give me a, a community service of Twitter. Like, for whatever I... Okay, I committed a mistake. Well, I don't even know if that guy owns rights to that. But I, I see people posting videos all the time. Like, I've done this my entire... My entire life just posting videos. All of a sudden, some German account gets me, and I don't know. I don't even know if I broke a law. I don't know if it's a like someone bookie, like a bookie, maybe getting me reported. Maybe if this is a strategy, I maybe. don't know what it is. I don't know, but uh, what I what I do know is I need that account back. Yeah, of course, you got a lot of followers, and that's where you put all your picks out. It's a, it's big for you. It's. It, I'm sure my bosses aren't happy about this. I mean, it's it's it's. But again. If it was something I did, if I was out there disrespecting, uh, acting out of line, okay, I understand. But a, a video of a soccer goal, which we always post, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand where Twitter court will be. I don't understand who's going to be the judge. But just give me community service right now. I'll take I'll take a defensive driving of the Twitter, uh, you know, jail <laughs> or whatever. Just just give me what it is and let me get past this. Don't give me the R. Kelly treatment now. But, but I didn't do all that. No, Jerry, it's, it's probably weird. the British that are involved. Would you like me to get the IRA in, in here and we can handle it? Well, we had Lance, uh, German Lance, call yes. in and, and he said, just give him the number. Just give me the number. I know some people. <laughs> nine, <laughs> nine. Yeah, so, German Lance. So I'm scared uh, <laughs> what he's going to do. So I got to be careful with that. So, But I, I'm telling you, Twitter, that last message, it said something about 10 days. 10 days will be Friday. 
Friday. If you don't see Jerry Monos with a Z posting again, then there's gonna be, we're gonna have to hand it over to German Lance. Man, that's crazy. I'm just shocked by that. Hopefully, it'll be back after the ten days because you see all kinds of videos on Twitter. I mean, there's yeah. there's even like porn out there, and they still have their accounts. And you posted a soccer goal. They're trying to keep the man down. <laughs> Clearly, so that's not good, guys. We got to get Jerry out of Twitter jail. Until then, you can find him at Jerry Bonos with an S and at Moneyline as well. Jerry's using that account a little bit more now too because he he doesn't have access to the Jerry Bonos with a Z. So anyway. You can still find us, guys. You can still find Jerry. You just have to go to a different Twitter account to get his picks, and hopefully we'll be back to normal here in a couple days. Talking about picks, throughout this show, I'll be dropping picks. Whenever you hear this... I'll be dropping a pick for you. So all throughout this show, the motto is green, right? So I'm I will the be leprechaun. Tra- exactly. We're going to be trying to put some green in your pocket. So whenever you hear that... Be ready for some picks. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. We make a move and act the fool while we up in the club. This is how we do. Nobody do it like we do. So show us some love. Fresh like, uh, Impala, uh, Chrome Hydraulics, 808 Drums, you don't want. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find them. Just a bunch of, a bunch of guys that go by Moneyline try to put green not just because today but every single sunday in your pocket at josh jordan 97.5 at clutch city cam at jerry bone knows with an s because i'm so uncool now <laughs> but let's get to the hrmp listener line we have tyler on and he wants to talk the darling of the city the u of h cougars what's going on tyler what's up fellas how we doing we doing good man what you got going on Man, I just wanted to uh, call and uh, get some luck out of you guys. Today's my birthday, so I've always been a little lucky on St. Patty's Day. Oh, happy birthday. So, uh, what a birthday you, day. That's How a- blessed are you, friend? Yeah, I've always thought Dude, about I- birthdays I've wanted, and, and I've thought, and sometimes you're like, man, I, I wish I could have a holiday, but I, I don't want to waste my New Year's, say, like on New Year's. You're like, yeah. thinking, I want to separate these. But St. Patty's Day is the perfect one. So let's go. Let's put some money in your pocket. What's going on? Man, I'm thinking, I, I was 7-4 and four yesterday, and I, nice. I'm thinking of uh, maxing out on this U of H minus 5, and I, and I wanted to know what y'all thought, because my, yesterday I had a feeling on this Kansas game, and I maxed out on Kansas, and AJ told me I was wrong, and sure enough, I was wrong. So, just wanted to get, uh, get some insight from the professionals, you know, and uh, see, see what we got, man, see if y'all can maybe throw me out an extra pick, uh, throw the house on, you know, and uh, let's have a hell of a Sunday. Well, I think this team, its they've been so fortunate this year. The loss earlier in the year, then they lost again later in the year, and the, when it, the timings of it happened, I think it's happening at the perfect time for, I'd rather them have these losses than go under, uh, don't get me wrong, an undefeated team is wonderful, but I'd rather have them be tested, uh, have to bounce back from this, and then yesterday, out of all the time, you saw them blow a lead and then struggle from the free throw line. And the thing with Samson post game was just that the free throws. He was hammering the free throws. I can't. I mean, he was mad. 
So what happens to a good team when they, when that happens? Uh, whenever they have a, a bad game or, or, or a bad moment, let's say, because without that defense, I don't. I'm not sure if they pull off that win. So it all goes down on the defense. And at the end of the day, that's at the tournament. You want to know that you can win a game without having to hit shots. If you ever get cold or if you start missing free throws, you want to know that your defense could hold you down. In this particular matchup, though, I think that you get a Cincinnati team that wants to be Houston. They 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 want to be. They they play that. They want to be that gritty, and they are. But once you step in there with somebody that is the model and the mode of what you try to be, then there's trouble. Now, if we look up the last. Last three matchups, and I like to use that as a as a as a measure because once you get out of that, then players have tra- uh, uh, gone out of school. You know, just everything's different. So in the last three matchups, two and one record for Houston straight up, three and zero against the spread though. So good teams win, better teams cover. They're three and zero. The over under is uh, one under and two uh, one over and two unders. Average score, 68, Houston, 61. So you're seeing about 129 average score. The halftime score average is about 70 points. One thing that sticks out, though, in these three matchups, the field goal percentage for Houston, 43%. Cincinnati, 37%. That's a 6%. Rebounds, Houston, five more rebounds. And Houston shooting right under 50%. Wow. In the last three uh, matchups, Cincinnati's 18 for 56 from the three-point line. Give me Houston minus the points today. Yeah. I love it. And and to add on to that, uh, I mean, Houston's been blowing teams out the last three games. I think they're, the margin of difference in points is like 16 points, not to mention against Cincinnati this year, they're 2-0 uh, with an average win against Cincinnati of 11 points. So if the spread is really, you know, favored Houston by five, the fact that they're beating Cincinnati by 11 in the regular season should tell you everything you need to know that they, they they handle Cincinnati pretty well. So I would be all over U of H myself too. Also in the conference, and we said good teams win, better teams cover. Conference, U, U of H, 12-7-1 against the line, while you have Cincinnati 6-14 and 14 against the spread. That goes to tell you, and when you get teams that have big, these big winning records and these long winning streaks, then they become favorites. And the, the Vegas guys know that, Hey, let's put a premium on them. They know, let's put a premium on the Warriors. That's why the Warriors are the worst team against the spread in the league this year. The worst team. Uh, they put a premium on teams that have big winning records, and that's what's happened against with Houston, and they still have covered. Uh, on just neutral courts, they're two and away. On uh, away, they're eight and one uh, straight. Uh, just this team is, uh, they needed that yesterday. Samson's been getting in them, and today they go out there and they lock it up, and they, they finish the regular season the way it should be. I mean, how good is this team? Like, they are 31-2. and two. Their two losses have been by five or fewer points, and they're top five in opponents' field goal percentage, points allowed, and three-point percentage. Like, this is not just your typical just AAC good team. U of H is an actual legit team in the conference or in the whole tournament this year, so... I'm very excited to see what these dudes are about to do. What I love about them is they're rebounding. Fourth in rebounding. That's big. Whenever you can dominate the boards. And don't get me wrong, Cincinnati's great. But they're 103rd in that in that uh in that category just all around. I, I just not just because we're from Houston and we're sitting here and we're hoping, but I'm all over Houston today. That was gonna be one of my picks whenever you uh, we saw that that was your call, we had to take it now. So go out there, hammer Houston. Houston brings it home and they put some more green in your pocket. Man, let's hope so. I I just want to see him have a good showing. You know, their last loss was a tough one. Remember, we were at the the brewery. From what I remember, yeah, yeah. No, that uh, it. But again, like you said, tough loss. But it comes at the fortunate times. You, the first one came uh, earlier in the season. I think they were at twenty two, twenty three games. Sorry, excuse me if I'm a little off. Uh, but when it happened. Then, then they bounce back. How do you bounce back from that? It was, and they bounce back strong. They started another streak, and then they lost to a good team. And now going into the tournament, hopefully they win today. And it's 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 showing them, hey, we can't be missing free throws at the end of the game like yeah. this. We can't allow teams back into. Uh, 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 we're not going to call them bad, but not that great of teams. Teams that are not aren't March Madness worthy, a tournament worthy, uh, to come back. We can't make these. I mean, they didn't cover. They, they. It's just you have to go out there and play. Uh, hit your free throws. You have to limit turnovers. And usually, they're a team that plays well in all these stats. But yesterday, the free throws didn't come through, and they're still able to pull it out on the back of the defense. Yeah, let's just let's hope they take care of business. And with them playing Cincinnati, 
Did you see all the stuff with Nick Lachey, the guy from 98 Degrees? He was he was married to Jessica Simpson for a while, and they had that that terrible reality <laughs> show a few years ago. Well, apparently, like he was going after all kinds of UFH fans on Twitter and and dropping stuff like, oh, you know, you guys might have won, but you know, you live in Houston, that's the ultimate punishment, and you know, just I mean, he was just like, is coming. he a Memphis fan? He's a Cincinnati fan. Oh, actually. I was going to say, is he really trying to say that? Min- okay, oh, so Cincinnati is better than Houston, right? Have right. you been to Cincinnati lately, Nick? Like, I know. Lord. I know. And I'm like, you were in 98 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you weren't even Backstreet Boy no. or NSYNC. You were in 98 degrees. It's 98 degrees here in the in, in the in the winter, bro. We yeah. ain't scared. Like, <laughs> no, but um, it all started, I guess, because he called out Samson. Something like just uh, uh, a devious shot, you can say, because he's, he threw it out. He's a great coach, but he's a cheater. Something like something that. Something like that, that. yeah. And, you you can't do that right now. Not I'm to- I'm sorry. Never never trust a man that's got a uh, a tribal tattoo around his bicep. <laughs> Another person that has talked down on the city of Houston some and has popped up in the news. Let's go to that. Around the NFL, what's happening? The honey badger is no yeah. more. Tara Matthew is gone. What do you think about him going to the Chiefs? And what do you think about his comments? Because that's that's what came to mind right now. Now, it was a perfect time to, to segue to that because, okay, leave, leave. And take your Twitter comments with you, <laughs> boy. Oh, but why go out and say that you were that the Texans were fearing going up against Mahomes and going into the play? That, that doesn't seem – first off, that doesn't seem true, man. And second, that doesn't seem – the way of a, a leader should talk, whether it was true or not. Is that what you want your leader? To, is that what you want? No, but I think a lot of it was it was kind of taken out of context a little bit. It was in the middle of a really long interview, and people just kind of you know kind of summed up his comments. But if you listen to what he really said, is it was essentially this: like the Chiefs were on such a roll last year, like nobody wanted to face them in the playoffs, and that's that's a fair comment. And we saw how the Colts game went, and the Texans got smashed so we know the texans probably would have gotten smashed by the chiefs if they went to kansas city and played them so you know i don't have a problem with it It, you know basically people were kind of paraphrasing it making it look like that you know the texans were afraid of the chiefs it wasn't that i think he just kind of you know just said like hey nobody wanted to play those guys those guys were on a roll and now he's playing for that team that he was talking about so of course he's going to you know, kiss a little ass to his new team, the people that just gave him a ton of money, and, you know, try and say something the Kansas City media wants to hear. Like, oh, you guys were so great. Oh, great. We'll be great together. You know, it's that kind of thing. So it's not a big deal. I do find it funny that our own <laughs> Holly Seymour got blocked by Tyran Matthew Whoa, for yeah. some comments on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't know all the specifics, but I thought that was pretty funny. And we do know that the Honey Badger, he is – He's going around searching his name on Twitter and looking for people well, talking about it. The funny it. thing, too, was is Holly wasn't even talking trash about him. Like, Holly was literally, like, talking about how the Texans missed out on him, and he blocked her. <laughs> like, bro, what? I thought one of my friends uh, made a comment. He, he, he talks on the air here in town, and he made a comment about DeAndre Hopkins not blocking one game, and then DeAndre Hopkins blocked him on Twitter. Like, I think that's kind of funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I can't block, huh? Block your ass on Twitter. Yeah. 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 So uh, Hopkins got a nice little sense of humor there. I thought that was pretty funny. But, yeah, let's talk about this a little bit. Texans lose the Honey Badger. They lose their safety, who's on that one-year deal. He had a nice year for the team. I think he got way overpaid going to the Chiefs, so I'm I'm okay with the Texans letting him walk. That would have been just too much money, I think. I think it was like, what, $14 million a year. And I thought – I thought he was a pretty average safety, you know, maybe a That's little better than average, but not, you That's, know, game changer. His tweets are better than his game yeah. on the field, and and I don't even like his tweets. And don't come around here in Houston with that fake stuff. You'll get you'll get pointed out real quick. Now that he's gone, we could get on him. So yep. get out of here with that. No one's trying to hear that. Now, what did the Texans do this week? As far as Bradley Roby, what are your thoughts on him? I'll say this. As a guy that played Madden for quite a few years, I don't play as much as I used to, you like the the traits, right? He's a, a decently bigger dude that can run fast. I think he ran like a 4.39 at the Combine. We wanted to get faster in the secondary, right? That was the knock on Kareem Jackson is, you know, he was kind of a 4.5 guy when he came out, and he's not 
quite as fast anymore. So we want a little more speed so that T.Y. Hilton doesn't rip us apart every time we face him. But that worries me a little bit because you were talking about the pro football focus burn rates and some of that stuff. And, man, Bradley Roby was near the bottom of the league last year. And Jerry was talking, we were talking before the show, he was a guy that when Jerry was playing fantasy football, he would be looking to get his receiver matched up on Roby. Those were matchups he was trying to take advantage of. So it's a little concerning as a Texans fan. you got to hope that, that he bounces back because he was pretty good when Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris Jr. were the starters in Denver, and he was the number three guy. But he wasn't that great last year. So let's hope a change of scenery makes him a little better. When constructing my lineups last year, Roby popped up in a lot of times, like we said, uh, the guy that I was targeting. Now, last year, he saw 252 more snaps in the previous season, but it only translated to four more targets. So on those four extra targets, he allowed 300 more yards and 200 more yards after the catch than he did the previous season. He was tied for 20th in targets this season and gave up 823 yards. That's the fourth most amongst all corners in the league. 823 yards. He's also in the bottom of the league in terms of efficiency for quarterbacks, 1.48 yards per cover snap. That's 102nd out of 131 guys. Ugh. He get he's Don't get me wrong. A lot of people go back to the first year, his, uh, and he had good numbers. But then we go back to who was on that roster. He, he was it? Yeah. It was that Talib. It was that. It was that good Broncos defense, a one that had a great pass rush. Von Miller, Demarcus Ex- Ware. Exactly. Yeah. The, it had. It had a great overall defense where he his his role was one thing, and he was great at it. But who does he have that help in the defensive backfield here now? No, no, no. And, and the only. And the only thing that keeps me a little optimistic about this is I think there's a little less burners in the wide receiver position in this division rather than the AFC West. I mean, with the That's AFC true. West, you got to compete with Kansas City's burners. You got to compete with all the wide receivers in San Diego. Sorry, L.A. Chargers. <laughs> so that's a little that's a little positive for me. Is there's I think there's a little less pedigree at the wide receiver position. But again, this is exactly what it is. This is a one year rental. We see the Texans do this all the time, and unfortunately, it honestly never pays off. I mean, we saw Colvin didn't pay off. Tyron Matthew came here for a year and basically used us to get more money. And you know, Roby's going to do the same thing. You know, he got benched in Denver. This is his redemption. He's going to come out, even if he does average. He's going to leave the Texans in a year. Like, why? why I, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't see why anybody would want to would want to stay. I mean, we we see people do this all the time with the Texans sign one year deal, and then they go out and get big contracts, and they go on and do better things. So, I don't know what the Texans are doing. You know, I was I was fine with them not giving money to Matthew when I thought that they were going to spend money on somebody else, yeah. but then everybody else got signed and. I mean, you let Christian Covington walk to the Cowboys for $3 million. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I, I don't understand anything that is happening right now. Yeah, I mean, they re-signed Blackson, and, you know, they still have some other guys they like on that D-line. And, you know, of course, J.J. and Clowney will be there, too. But I, I'm with you, and we didn't even talk about Tayshawn Gibson yet, who's who they basically brought in to, you know, take Tyron Matthews' spot. And Andre Howell's actually pretty good. I mean— you know, we kind of forget about him, you know, coming back from, uh, you know, his health scare last year. But uh, actually, you know what? We're, we're up against it. So why don't we why don't we really dive into this on the other side? And then we're also going to get to we haven't even talked about Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham. There's a whole lot of stuff we got. It's get about to. to go down, guys. If you're into free agency talk, if you want to talk about anything that happened this last week, 713-780-3776. When we get back, we're going to dive into this, what it means going forward in fantasy for all you franchise guys, uh, yeah. dynasty guys, I mean, uh, that are sitting there with a Tyreek Hill saying, what do Ooh, I do? Yeah, more news Why on me? him. When we get back, we'll explain what we think and what you should do going forward. And if there's, if there's a little trick that you should pull. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. 
and on ESPN975.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 975 Studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. Get your St. Patty's uh, festivity started with us. It's a little early, but go ahead and throw some Baileys in that Irish whiskey, right? So throw some some Baileys, throw something in your drink. Let's get crunk. Yes. Let's get hype. It's a it's a selection Sunday with the Cougars on tap. We gave out the pick earlier. Anything you miss, go ahead and check us out on Podcast Arena. What? Let's not even talk about anything else. Let's not get off track. Let's get right back into this free agency talk. Let's knock down the big, big news. Antonio Brown found a home. Oakland Raiders give him the deal that he wanted. First reaction. Oh, man. Called it. Yeah. Called it. I knew he was going to Oakland, and I don't know why. It made the most sense, <laughs> right? It really did. I Look, he got his money. That was what was shocking to me, and that's why I knew the Steelers wouldn't get a lot for him. They got a three and a five because the team that had to take him knew they had to give him a new contract. So you typically don't see somebody give up a first-round pick and give him a big contract. It's usually one or the other. And still have to pay them? Yeah. Isn't that how it's going to work out? They still have to pay him like yeah. $20 million or something that's like that? That's what surprised me. And with the Odell Beckham deal, too, they just gave him a new contract, and now they trade him, and we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, I guess from a fantasy purpose, let's talk about this a little bit. I think I'm going to see Antonio Brown go somewhere in the second or third round. I think that's where you'll probably see him go. For me personally, I'm I'm not feeling the move to, to Oakland, eventually Las Vegas, I guess. And here's why. Look at Amari Cooper last year. I mean, he was terrible with the Raiders. And then he goes to the Cowboys, and all of a sudden... Amari Cooper is going to be a second-round pick probably next year for most drafts. He was really good when he actually had a quarterback throw him the ball. So that's what worries me a little bit is, it's, you know, Derek Carr. I'm, I'm just kind of – I'm not so sure about him. I I think he's – I think we've maybe seen the best of Derek Carr when he had that run where he was, you know, an MVP candidate. You know, it didn't he didn't finish that way. But I just – I think he's going to have trouble getting Antonio the ball. I I think he's going to start complaining if he goes for a few games without enough passes. And they're not going to be good. You know, so it's like it's not like winning will cure all and everybody's going to get along. I think they're going to lose a lot of games again. So I'm not super high on Antonio Brown for fantasy. Would you guys take him, uh, I don't know, second round? Is that too early? Second round for sure. But, I mean, this is crazy how this guy went from arguably the number one receiver taken to now maybe a second or third round pick. I mean, dude, you – you went from Big Ben, who's a Hall of Famer, yeah. to Derek Carr, who's gotten worse each year, and on a team that's rebuilding, and on a team that's rebuilding, basically starting with you. I mean, this team has more holes than, you know, Cleveland did a few years ago. And th- this is what you wanted, though. You-, you wanted out of Pittsburgh because you wanted to be the man. Now you're about to be a man, but you're about to be the basic man. Like, you ain't- you're not going to do anything in-, in-, in Oakland. And... They keep talking about how they might trade Derek Carr. Like, yeah. so you not only are you going to a team with a young quarterback who keeps getting worse, but you might not even have the same quarterback now that you have in in the middle of the season. Like, have fun with that, bro. And <laughs> I think I think this makes sense for the Raiders, though, right? They're moving to Vegas. They wanted a splashy signing. Identity you know, it makes Identity. sense, right? They they wanted a big name, and they got it. Of course, you know by the time next year comes around, Antonio is going to be what thirty two, thirty three. We'll see how much he has left in the tank. What, what do you think, Jerry? Antonio Brown, a Raider. Initial thoughts. It's insane to me. It just he went. He got an upgrade in money. Yeah, guaranteed money now. Goes to a team. That's trying to make moves because not only did they get him, but they got more receivers. Yeah. What's their plan going forward? Because does Brown become a 160-target guy? That's a 100-catch guy is who he is. We've seen Gruden do it with an old Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. We've seen him do this. How much pressure can Carr take? Because he has every weapon that he needs now. To, to at least be somewhat successful. Yeah. Tyrell Williams, they signed. Thank you, and that's from, what I'm saying. You, 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 yeah. we, we, we had an idea that, that he was pissed off in Pittsburgh because Juju was the man this year. He had to share the wealth. What do you think is going to happen when you go to Oakland? There's a reason why Williams has been top five the last three years, 
and and an average per catch because the dude can ball out. Like you're not going to get all these targets again like you did a couple years ago with no juju. Tyrell is going to get targets too. So you just played yourself into just a terrible situation. I get you're getting all this money, which clearly it's about the money with him. But like, bro, like you're you're yeah. Like I I don't I don't understand. There's actually a, uh, and everyone has a ceiling. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be Jordan. The roof is the ceiling. I'm not going to be that guy. But his ceiling got way lower now. He's more of an average guy now. Uh, it, it, where you look at his average, not he's an average receiver. I'm not saying that. I'm saying as far as when you look at his numbers and try to project it, you look at his averages more than what can be his ceiling. If that makes sense, with some guys you say, hey, when you're building these these daily lineups, you're saying, okay, I know that guy. He's only good for about 12 points, but. On a, on a, he, he, he's a guy that could go off for two or three touchdowns in a game. That's the ceilings that I talk about. His ceiling went significantly low, lower, let's say, because at the end of the day, the Steelers had the number one uh, run, pass run ratio. They were the number one passing team on first down. They moved the ball. And again, like you, like Cam says, you're going from Big Ben to Carr. You're going from, Okay, you had Bell, whether or not you think the, the, having Bell t- uh, to throw to underneath helped a lot of Brown. And it's just crazy to think now that, th- I mean, I heard him say he was out there giving speeches and lectures now saying this locker room is going to change. Uh, he's changing. He's acting like he's been a locker room guy. And it's, where was this at? And now uh-huh. he's, it's Mr. Big Chest is going to do his thing in the locker room, and I guess people got to follow his lead now, but they needed identity. You said they're about to go to Vegas. What more yeah. they have than, than this? And it's just it's just corny to me, though, to, to see the comments back and forth between him and Carr. And it's oh, just, yeah. It's, it's all fake. And, look, I, I get why the Raiders are doing it, and they have their social media people showing them working out together and hanging out at the house. And I was talking to Jerry about this. This does kind of let us know. It looks like Carr is going to be the quarterback this year. I don't think they're going to, you know, if they do take a quarterback, I don't think he's going to play right away. Well, they got rid of their backup. So if <laughs> you get rid of Carr, who the hell are you going to well, bring you in? You know, if they draft somebody in the first round and then let him sit behind Carr, that that could be possible. But And I think the Tyrell Williams thing, it makes sense for the Raiders, right? Tyrell Williams is a nice deep threat. He's a big receiver. Antonio Brown gets the underneath stuff, and Carr loves to dump down. Uh, so, you know, I think... I think in PPR, Antonio Brown's going to be pretty good. I, I just don't know if we're going to see those big yardage numbers like we're used to seeing. We're not going to see him lead the league in touchdowns. Like he's not going to get fifteen or whatever it is with 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 Carr. No, I mean that's just not that's not how it's going to. And work. let's not forget they picked up JJ Nelson, also the yeah. speedster. So they have speed. They have long threats. They have a possession receiver or someone that could burn off on you like it is Antonio Brown. They have the weapons. Does this make Derek Carr a fringe quarterback one? You know what I mean? One that you hold on your bench, not saying that you start him week in, week out, but one that you say, hey, on a bye week he's startable? Because uh, let's make that clear, the coach added. Gruden is echoing statements of new GM Mike Mayock. This is a franchise quarterback. But you got to say that, right? Or you make his trade value complete garbage. So I think that's part of it. But also, too, to your point, Jerry, Carr was a lot better towards the end of last year. There was a noticeable uptick in his play. He played better towards the end of the year. Post-Cooper. Isn't that weird? Yes. And then Cooper moves, and he has numbers that he didn't throw up the whole time he was in Oakland. It's just crazy to say. And just to get one more player out of the way, we have so much stuff going on. And I say the rumblings of a franchise quarterback, one that they're trying to say is a franchise quarterback, newly signed Jaguars quarterback Nick Foles. The deal included $50.125 million. Super Bowl MVP. Nick you better Foles. hope they didn't pull the Baltimore Ravens I have to than say, Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. I have to say with a, you see, it's it doesn't go off my tongue correctly. It's 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 forced almost. But do you think this move was good? Actually, I I think it's a good move for the Jags. I think we ought to we ought to dive into this a little bit on the other side. There's there's quite a bit to get here. This this one's going to be kind of interesting, especially how it impacts the Texans. You want to say one more thing about Brown? So we we talk about how Derek Carr played better after Cooper left. Well, we, we all heard the rumors that, you know, Cooper didn't want to be in Oakland. He didn't even know if he wanted to play football. Like, his mind wasn't right. Maybe that played a part in Derek Carr's performance. 
but you bring Antonio Brown, who has clearly been a locker room problem, clearly been a head case. Like, so you get rid of Cooper, who might have been a little bit of a head case and affected Derek Carr. Now you bring in a bigger one, so and an older one that costs more money. Exactly. So now you might be messing with Derek Carr. Like, it's just I don't know. But you know, what do no, you do? I'm with you. It doesn't. I don't love it. I, I wouldn't be in the business of trading for older receivers and paying them more money. That's that's not how you draw it up. Not how you draw it up, but someone that drew it up perfect, and they're taking their chance this year. They're all in. Who's that team? We'll talk about it when we get back. It's Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776 to get in on this St. Patty's Day edition at Moneyline 97.5 if you don't want to make any kind of contact with us over the phone at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Clutch City Cam, at Jerry Bow Knows. Let's jump right back into this free agency talk. Odell Beckham mm. changes the face of... I guess of the the complexity of the league going forward, the face of the Browns, the laughingstock that they were no longer. First reaction. Oh, man. You got to love the Browns now, man. At least their offense. Now, I see a lot of people freaking out, you know, thinking that, oh, they're going to win the AFC. And there was a lot of bets. Vegas, they got a lot of action on the Browns. It it changed some of the odds, obviously, after it happened and, and a bunch of money got moved around. I'm not going to go – like, I think they'll probably win that division. At least they'll have a good shot at it. But I think they're going to get off to a little bit of a slow start. And here's why. It's a new offense for Odell. You know, Baker's only been in the system for one year. The league will have a chance to catch up to Baker a little bit. That usually happens your sophomore year. It takes a while for things to click with new teams and new offenses. And, you know, Freddie Kitchens, I mean, this is his first time being a head coach. You know, there's a lot of variables here. And I know the Browns got better. And I think by the end of the year, they'll be clicking. But this is something we see in fantasy football, right? And I just like to give everybody a little bit of caution. Always when a good player moves to another team, you want to downgrade them just a little bit because there's some risk there. It's not the same offense. It's not the same quarterback thrown to him. And, you know, in this case, I know it's an upgrade with, with Baker Mayfield over Eli. But it's just that whole getting adjusted in a new city, new system, new team. It takes a while to get things going. So, you know, you want to you want to be a little cautious here. I think eventually it's going to be a great move, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time, you know, for everything to get going. Well, yeah, and, and as far as fantasy, just because a player goes to a better team does not mean that his stats-wise are going to get better. I mean, we have to realize, or people have to realize, he's got to split time with Jarvis Landry, who's a very good wide receiver. You know, they got Nick Chubb over there. They have the tight end. They have weapons, so... You know, Odell left New York where he was basically the man. I mean, we saw Ingram shine, but Ingram was hurt a lot. We saw Sterling Shepard have moments, but again, it's Sterling Shepard. Now he's going to a team that has a lot more weapons. So fantasy-wise, yeah, you absolutely have to assume that he's going to drop off. Just, After the departure yeah. of Hugh Jackson over the second half of the la- of last season, Baker Mayfield, 8.57 yards per attempt, trailing only one Patrick Mahomes. Wow. No no doubt about it. And the thing with Baker is he's he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league last year if you look at PFF, you know, Pro Football Focus, whereas Eli was one of the least accurate quarterbacks last year. So I think we're going to see a lot more run after catch for Odell to where he's going to get a slant and the ball's actually in stride and he can just keep running instead of diving into the ground to catch a 10-yard pass and, you know, getting touched down. So I think he's going to have more plays after the catch for sure. I think he's going to get a lot of double teams, which means Jarvis Landry's going to be singled up a lot. It means Njoku's going to be singled up down the slot a lot. And Nick Chubb, I mean, 
you can't just sell out for the run when you got Odell that can get behind you now. I mean, this makes them really balanced. It, I think it's a great move. Let's talk about balance in their backfield balance, how they have a little bit of everything. And yeah. a lot of people to say whenever this move happened, hey, Kareem Hunt. But the truth is, Kareem Hunt's suspended for a good amount of the season. Eight and games. For us fantasy guys, that means you basically he comes back with maybe a month. It depends when your season ends, but a fantasy month left of season. So you're basically four weeks five weeks of him at the most is he draftable on a on a, in a league that maybe only has five uh bench spots to me no and here's why the first eight weeks you can't use him right so that means you have to and he's not on ir he's just going to sit there and take up a roster spot and then game nine we we're talking about this before the show are you going to start him his first game back when you have no idea how much he's going to play you know that's too risky and then you're you're kind of deep in your fantasy season at week nine you know that's getting to the point where you got to win and you can't just you know throw up a hail mary and hope somebody's going to come through and he's in a, a backfield with a, two other good running backs so to me if i have to i can't use a guy for the first nine weeks of the season and when he finally comes back he's going to be in a timeshare with two other guys no thanks yeah and we talked you know we mentioned we talked this before the show you know he's not like a Zeke where he's going to come back and be the main guy or a David Johnson who who wasn't suspended like Zeke but was hurt to start the season when you know he's going to come back and be the main guy I mean he's got to share time with Chubb who they traded Carlos Hyde to make Chubb the sole guy the main guy in Cleveland so you have to assume that they still believe in that and that you know Hunt's going to be kind of that backup running back, but again, what what are you what are you going to get from him after eight weeks? Like, if if I'm making a move to get to get Hunt, he's definitely one of my last picks. I mean, you can't really justify. I get it. Like, in, running backs get hurt. You know, you always you always want to have a backup running back that can make moves like Hunt can. But the fact that he's going to miss eight games and he's behind Chubb, I mean, th- this for me is like one of the last rounds. That I have one of my last two or three picks getting a guy like this. See, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let in my league somebody like you draft him, and then somewhere around week four or five you'll drop him because you know you'll have bye weeks or something, and you'll need somebody you can actually use. And then if yeah. I had that extra spot, I might pick him up. You know, six weeks into the season because maybe I can wait out two weeks, but I don't want to wait out nine games. Yeah, and that's and this is the thing too. You he he's not hurt, so you you no. can't draft him and put him in an IR spot. He is literally taking up a bench spot. If you draft him to start the season, he is taking up a bench spot for eight games. Eight game, and that's just the suspension. You don't even know if he's going to come back in week nine. Like, he might no. not be football ready. Like, this is a very, even if it's a back-end pick, like the 14th or 15th round, it's still a risky pick. And Nick Chubb became somewhere where you could call of a workhorse. During the last end of the stretch, he was averaging about 17 touches per game. He He can catch the ball as well, but... Let's talk about who the gadget guy there is, the guy that is a third-down specialist in Duke Johnson, and word out is that they may be shopping him now. Yeah, yeah. They, they might be, and I think it would make sense to deal him around the trade deadline because that'll be somewhere around when Kareem Hunt might be coming back. So maybe they could get something for him then and then still get some use out of him early in the season. But I, I do want to get into Nick Chubb a little bit here. You got to feel really excited about him as possibly a first, second round pick. I think even a first round pick because we know Hunt's out for half the season. Chubb was great last year. So let me ask you this now that we know that Le'Veon Bell is on the Jets, he's going to be the guy. We know where Le'Veon's going to be. I think I would take Chubb over Le'Veon Bell. What do you guys think? Oh, that's going to be yeah. tough. That's a tough be, one, right? That's going to be tough. I like it for the fact that you know because they signed Hunt. You know that they're not really going to bring in a guy that's going to be a value, a viable backup. So you have to assume that Chubb is going to just get a ton of carries for yep. eight weeks. And for that reason alone, I would put him over over Bell. But let's look at Bell's situation as well. With that offense is quietly, we're not going to say dangerous, but they're sneaky. You, you, uh, Robbie Anderson uh, and Unua, and then they pick up Jamison Crowder. There with Le'Veon Bell and Sam Bradford, where things are, you could say, looking up rather than back. I'd rather have a Sam Bradford than a Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah, Sam Darnold, he's he's got a, a nice upshot this year. I think he will be better. But the Anunwa thing, bringing him back and then signing Crowder, and you got Le'Veon Bell. Is it just me or do they have like three slot guys there? I saw it's kind of strange, right? I saw somewhere listed and it, <laughs> it said Le'Veon Bell RB one. 
uh, Jets wide receiver too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's, he's he. I mean, he is, and it's crazy though because the Jets are slotty. <laughs> because Crowder runs uh, his routes out of the slot, and yeah. that's where uh, Nunoa. So who who's going to run there? They're going to have someone's going to have to play out of the element, which is most likely Nunoa because Crowder's small. I don't think he could play outside. Yeah. So. That's also interesting, and the Jets are spending money now. They are. They tried to get Anthony Barr. That fell through. But, you know, they they've, they made some moves here. They're, they're going to be better. I just The offense worries me. They're, they don't have that good on offensive line anyway. They're playing in that division where, you know, you got to go up against Belichick twice a year. I just – I think with Nick Chubb, you, I think we know the offense is going to be pretty good. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored there. That's why I feel a little better about Nick Chubb. And, and Le'Veon, he missed an entire year. You know, we usually don't see guys miss an entire year and then, you know, not because of, you know, not because of injury, just to miss a year and then come back and do well. There's a little bit of risk there with, with Le'Veon. I like uh, re- <laughs> reading his comments, and if you look back, Twitter never loses, you know. No, and they uh, they they're undefeated. They they pull out that a while back. One of a uh, Jets fan tweeted him, "Hey, we'll give you sixty million cash to come here," and he said, "Nah, uh-huh. man, it's gonna take a lot more to go to the Jets." And look at him now. Now the Jets are spending money, although they didn't get a bar. They ended up with C.J. Mosley, five years, eighty-five million. Average of seventeen million per year. It's a new record for inside linebackers. Oh. It's trumps the thirteen point five million that the Niners gave Quan Alexander. CJ Mosley gets a big deal. The Jets are are, are spinning. They're trying. They're trying yeah. to use. I mean, but uh, and we'll talk about this. This is going to need a whole segment in itself. The way you win now is is that window of rookie contract. Correct. And if you can fall, unless you're the Patriots and you got somebody that doesn't age like that, the, the ageless one. And but, Tom, Tom's only making 15 million a year. Exactly. You know, like he takes less. Exactly. If you if you can somehow manage to do that, and we're going to touch on a whole, we'll have a whole segment of that and copycat leagues and where we, things go forward. But your window is that four and a five years you see in, this is what Cleveland's doing right now. They're trying to make their move. You saw that's what the Rams did. This is your time. This is uh, it's just crazy that this is going on right now. It, it's it became such a copycat league that people are making I never thought I'm not going to lie to you. I never once thought the Browns were going to make moves like this that quick. Like no. we're talking about the Browns here. I was sitting in here in the studio when I read it. Uh I, it, I was about to do I forget what show I was going to produce. I read it and I, I just went to real quick cuz it said Beckham to the Browns. I got up kind of confused. I ran over to Tyler and I said Tyler Beckham to the Browns, and he looked, he said he said did that did it is it official did it break? I had to watch him read it on the computer to confirm to me what I just read. I wanted him to confirm it. Like, are you serious? I, I said I even had to tell him I, I I don't think it was a a, a fake account. I think this is something <laughs> real. As soon as he pulled it up and he turns around at me with his eyes open, wide, yeah, it's true. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. No, it's shocking. We got a lot more to get to, actually. There, we still haven't even hit some of these things. Tyreek Hill in the news again for not good stuff. And we got to. We're not of, pulling your arm. When we get back, yeah. we'll talk about this. <laughs> it's Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. My stout, I'm a cool off. Who else but me? And if you don't feel me, that means you can't touch me. It's ugly. Trust me. Get it right, dog. We ain't never left. We just move in silence and rep to the death. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.